Hey, 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 it's the Holland Highway Man. How you doing, y'all? Hey, everybody, it's Harlan Williams, and this is the Harland Highway Podcast. You're rolling down the highway. Great show today. Oh, my God, in the middle of summer, we have uh, writer, poet, romantic... Samuel E. Quauk is on the show today. He's coming in to read one of his his summer romance stories or letters to us. So we'll see how that goes. I find they get a little grisly, but hopefully this one is romantic as he promises. Also, uh, some uh, phone calls from you, the pavement pounders. We're going to be hearing from you and addressing some of your uh, your uh, questions and answers and, and whatnot. Uh, we are also going to reminisce a little about, about the days of our youth and the friends of our youth. And then uh, also, oh my God, a crazy news story where somebody died because something went in a hole that it shouldn't have gone in. It's it's very graphic and very creepy. So get your nostril hairs trimmed. This is the Harland Highway. I have an announcement. You are about to go down the Harland Highway. Lock the door. I don't want to be a product of my environment. Shut up. I want my environment to be a product of me. You're riding down the Harlan Highway. So, who do I have to fuck to get off this phone? I can get you off. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. Ah, you're a cantaloupe. Shame, Big Daddy. That's why I'm a drunk. When I'm drunk, I can stand myself. Keep leaning on that tutor, Charlie, and you're gonna get a shot in the mouth. Act like a man! What's the matter with you? I wasn't really sure what was going on. You're listening to Harlan Williams. The rest is bullshit, and you know it. Hello? Hello? Hey, Harlan. Um, my name is Bakhti. And I am a big fan of yours. I remember watching your film, um, Rocket Man, in the theater a long, long time ago with my dad, who actually passed away in 2012. And uh, it's just a one of my favorite movies, actually. When people ask me what my favorite movie is, I honestly say Rocket Man because um, I didn't get very many, you know, daddy-daughter moments with my father um, growing up, but that's one of the ones that just sticks out in my memory. We both have the same sense of humor, laughing at all the stupid humor and hilarious jokes um, in that movie, especially uh, when you're in the centrifuge and uh, someone asks you if you're ready to have fun and (laughs) you say fun is my Chinese neighbor's (laughs) middle name. And actually, at the time, we did have Chinese neighbors, so that was just perfect. Um, once again, my name is Bakhti, and I just wanted to let you know that I appreciate your sense of humor so much, and uh, um, thanks. Wow. 
What a what a great what a great voicemail to start off the show. Thank you. I think it's pronounced Baki or Bakti or Boxy. I, I I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it right, but whatever that name is, it's very unique and interesting. And uh, thank you for that uh, wonderful call. And uh, boy, when when you hear stories that uh, stuff you do, work you do, humor that you put out there in the world not only makes someone laugh and brings joy into their life, but it, it bonds people. The fact that uh, Baki didn't have a lot of special like father-daughter moments, as she described, with her dad, but uh, this nutty movie that I did, Rocket Man, uh, provided them with that, uh, just touches me. And uh, it's funny you pointed out the... Uh, the joke about the uh, the centrifuge, um, that was a, uh, a joke that I, I think I came up with that one uh, d- during a rewrite. I was able to actually rewrite that script several times. I never got credited for it. If you look at the writing, I didn't get credited for any of the writing, but... Uh, but I certainly went through that script many times and, and meticulously went through it and looked for jokes and scenes and and so much of what's in there is mine, not to take away from the existing uh, script that, that the other writers worked on, of course. They did a great job too, but, but I was really able to go in and modify it. And uh, one of the jokes that, uh, that I wanted to put in there was... Um, you know, I think that the line was "danger" is my middle name, or you know something. And I just thought oh, I've heard I've heard that so many times. I've heard that line so many times, and I thought, what's the comedy version of "blankety blank" is my middle name? And then I travel a lot, you know, and I I I, I meet a lot of people, and we all meet people of different different ethnicities in our lives. And I've actually seen the name "fun." Uh, as a Chinese name, a lot of time it's the second name, or sometimes I've seen Chinese restaurants where the word "fun" in is in it, or the or the or the name "fun," which is a legitimate Chinese name. And so when I was searching for a joke, I thought <laughs> that would be really funny if someone's middle name really was "fun." And so. I realized, well, some Chinese people have the name Fun. So that's where I came up with the joke. Instead of uh, danger is my middle name, I said, uh, when the guy said to me, he goes, uh, have fun, I said, fun is my Chinese neighbor's middle name. And it's funny because a lot of people kind of uh, have pointed that joke out to me before as well. So I'm glad I came up with it. And uh, it's a fun joke. But a great way to start the show. I thank you for your kind words. I'm glad you enjoy the uh, the movies and the work, and I hope you love the podcast. And uh, and uh, I'm sorry your father has passed, but I'm glad that uh, somehow I was able to touch his life and your life. And that's what this is all about, man. That's why I kind of like to do this podcast. It's it's not a money thing. It's not. Uh, it's not a glory thing. It's just it's just I have fun and I feel like ah, if there's people out there that can get a laugh, put a smile on their face, lift their spirits. I really enjoy uh, putting it out there for those reasons. So enough of me harping on because a bunch of people are okay, enough. I'm turning it off. No, no, no. We're just getting started. Hang on. 
We're going to have some fun. We're going to make you laugh. And uh, it all gets started right now as we are joined by our in-studio guest. Thank you for letting him in, Roger. He just slipped in while I was doing that little monologue there. Uh, this is part of the summer when we are here on the Harland Highway. Uh, we have this gentleman come in. He's, he's a, a writer. He's a poet. He's a, uh, he just, I don't know. He's just really good with, with romance. He, he his name's Samuel E. Quauk. Hello, Samuel. Hello, sir. How are you today? I, I'm good. And, and just have a, yeah, have a seat right there at the other mic. And uh, Samuel E. Quauk uh, writes uh, wonderful, flowery, romantic summer uh, letters that he, he these, are, these are letters that you actually had written to some of your, your girlfriends or my acquaintances. Sir. We don't use the word girlfriend. It's, it's very brash. Oh, okay. Well. Your your female acquaintances, romances, if you will, sir. Okay, okay, summer romances, female romances, and you're kind of from the old school where you would write letters and reminisce and talk about the romantic times you had, and exactly, sir. Okay, um, and you've been on the show before. Now I'm just gonna say, Samuel, that some of your letters kind of didn't end up being that romantic they got a little do you mind sir if we stop chit-chatting and i get to reading my romantic letters sir i'm sure they don't want to hear you sir well no that don't sir that's my podcast they do want to hear me are you completely sure about that sir yes i'm sure about you're you're my guest this is my podcast as you like, sir. What does that mean? May I read my romantic letters, please, sir? Well, okay, I was just trying to set it up. I don't need setting up. My writing speaks quite unequivocally for itself, sir. Oh, well, gee, a little bit of attitude there? No, just skill, sir. Skill, correct. Okay, well, then I won't say anything else. Thank you very much. I won't say anything else, and you can start reading. Well, it sounds to me like you are saying something else, and I could have been reading 15 seconds ago. Listen, Quauk. Listen to me, please, while I read my romantic summer letters. Okay, go ahead. Read your attitude. Go read... Read your romantic summer letters. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. Go ahead. My dearest Felicity. Oh, I will never forget the hot, warm summer day when I arrived by carriage at your house. Two strong white steeds pulling the carriage through the dusty streets to the park down by the lake. Your hair shimmered in the sun. Your lips ruby red, your eyes sparkling and so full of life. I took your hand in mine as we rolled through the streets and meandered on our way to the park. 
the luscious green grass, the trees blooming and full of green emerald leaves, birds singing in the branches, crickets chirping, butterflies fluttering to and fro. Oh, Felicity, the childlike look in your gaze as we stepped out of the carriage and wandered down towards the lake. I'll never forget how as we were heading towards the water's edge, the gardener in the park had left one of his rakes on the ground and you accidentally stepped on it. It snapped up and slapped you in the face quite hard with a resounding wooden thunk. I heard you scream and as you screamed, you spat three of your front teeth out into the air blood spurting across the grass, your teeth landing near a, a small mouse that was nibbling on some corn husks in the grass. One of your teeth actually hit it in the head and it squealed in agony as your giant bloodied molar crunkled into its head. Do you hold it? Hold it? Excuse me, sir. Hold, just hold the brakes. Sir? Look. Everyone loves the, 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 the vision of the, the wagon picking up, uh, who is it? Felicity, sir. Felicity. You're helping her into the wagon. You, you roll through the streets. It's hot. The flowers are blooming. You get to the park. The grass is green. Emerald green, sir, if you were listening. Yes, I would. Green is green. Obviously not. Olive green, emerald green, grass green. Okay! And then all of a sudden she steps on a rake. A common misstep, sir. Yes, it is a common. Many people step on a rake and it hurts. The, the, the wooden handle flies up and hits you in the face. And in this case, knocked three of her beautiful pearly white teeth out. Okay, do you have to tell that part? Do you mind if I continue with my summer romance letter, sir? Well, I'm just saying, be careful about... You don't have to describe everything, Samuel. I'm afraid I'm the literist here, sir, and not you. Oh, boy. Okay, go ahead, Quauk. Thank you very much, sir. I'll never forget as the, the gardener heard the resounding smack of wood on your fleshy face. Oh, Felicity... He charged across the park, concern in his eyes, worry in his heart. As he ran up to you, he forgot that he left his leaf blower on down by his side. As he tried to tend to your damaged face, blood squirting out of your mouth like, a, like an oyster squirting water on a beach. He accidentally hit the reverse button on his leaf blower and it, it flew up onto your face and the reverse sucking action sucked one of your eyes right out of its socket. I'll never forget how you screamed as your eye was slowly pulled from your face like a fat man sucking meat from a bone of stick. Stop! Excuse me, sir. A fat man sucking meat from a steak bone. That's what I said, sir. It's right here on my writings. The, the gardener comes running over. Correct. And he accidentally hits the reverse switch on a leaf blower. That's what I said, sir. And it sucks onto her face on her eye socket, if you were listening, sir. And it sucks her eyeball out. 
Correct, sir. Now, if I may finish... No, hold on! This is getting sick, Quauk. Sir, if I may finish my reading, sir. Can you clean it up? We don't need to hear all this crap. Thank you for your input. I'm sure it will be taken to heart. And quit the sarcasm, Quauk. Up yours. Now, may I... Yes, you can continue. I remember as you ran backwards, you could only see out of your one good eye. You stumbled around in the park, reaching, grasping for anything, screaming, and all of a sudden, somehow, you you stepped on a nest of killer bees. They instantly flew out of the ground and swarmed your face, stinging you, probably hundreds upon thousands of lethal stings per second. Within just a few moments, your screams were muffled because your, your skin was so swollen that it, it popped up and swelled over your mouth. Your, your own lips were covered with your own swollen bee-sting flesh so that you couldn't even talk. And people were screaming in the park. They thought you were a living clump of raspberry sherbet, all pink and swollen, rolling around. You didn't know where to go. Your, your own swollen, bee-stung flesh creeping over your eyes so you couldn't see your last remaining eye. And you walked, oh, Felicity, you walked right into that barbed wire. Your hair tangled up and getting ripped out at the roots. Giant clumps of your long golden hair stuck to the barbed wire like a coyote trapped in a fence. And stop! Quauk! Do you mind, sir? Yes, I mind. This is... You've crossed the line. Are you telling me she was so stung up by killer bees? Yes, sir. That her skin got so... Red and swollen, she looked like resembled raspberry sherbet. That is what the children were screaming, sir. I am not responsible for the actions of swarms of killer bees. Uh, she rips her hair out like a coyote trapped in a fence. Yes, sir. Okay, I think we're done here, Quauk. I'm not finished. You better be finished because this is getting sick. May I finish, please, sir? Hurry up, Quauk! Oh, Felicity, as you stumbled around, a, a beard formed of bees hanging from your face. You looked like a member of a terrorist group from a far-off land. And all of a sudden, a tree branch up above, thick in diameter, giant, heavy, wooden, solid red pine dropped on your head, clunking you. A big bump forming on your head where there was a bald patch from where your hair was ripped out by the barbed wire. Now you look like a raspberry sherbet unicorn running through the park. And, of course, being blinded by the bees and the sucked-out eye socket from the leaf blower and the swollen red meat dripping over your own face. You accidentally stepped into a badger hole. I remember everyone in the whole park's heads turned dramatically as they heard both your ankles snapping underground and... Hold on! Enough, Quauk! This has gone too far. She snapped her ankles off in a badger hole? Correct, sir. Oh, my God. May I finish, sir? No! 
And I'll never forget as you tried to get out of the badger hole, but your ankles were broken. And from underneath an angry red-eyed badger, mad and volatile that you were blocking its way into the upper world. It snapped at your feet and started to eat your toes while you screamed and wiggled on your, your broken ankles, bees in your hair, your pink raspberry flesh bubbling and popping like a swamp emitting gas from its depths. And all of a sudden, we realized you had rabies. The badger had rabies and you ran through the park, Felicity, screaming and ranting and yelling like a giant blob of raspberry sherbet. And the police opened fire, thinking you were some kind of crazed sherbet monster, a crazed, wild, one-eyed, bee-covered raspberry sherbet monster. Boom, boom, I'll never forget how the gunshots echoed through the air and your body spasmed and went this way and that as it received the bullets at- Stop! Out! Get the hell out! Everyone is sick to their stomachs, Quauk. Unbelievable! Get the hell out! I'll never forget how your swollen red bumps popped like acne on a 14-year-old zit-faced child. Get out! God! What a moron! That was just... I feel sick! Oh my god! A raspberry sherbet monster! Oh! With rabies! Oh, Roger, why do we... Let's just take a commercial. I need to catch my breath. I feel... I'm gonna go to the bathroom and puke. I'm gonna puke all over the place. That's exactly what I did when I saw her teeth hanging on her frozen ankles of meat. Out! Hello? Hello? Okay, uh, how about, um... Okay, okay. Wow, when you're right, you're right. You win, okay? Jeez. Hello? Hello? Oh, my God. Did I get through? Oh, my God. I'm so... Harlan, big fan. Big fan. Uh, I just wanted to add a couple questions. Uh, I was wondering what Friday the 13th movie is your favorite, and if you've seen the Scooby-Doo episode with Don Knotts. Uh, also, I heard a joke when I was younger. I was walking and a guy told me it. Goes, what did the snail say? What did he say? Oh my god, that's such an old joke. Everyone knows the answer to that. This is what the snail said.
Lonnie from Small Town, Ohio. Um, first time caller. Um, love your podcast. I'm sorry I haven't listened to it sooner, but I had a lot of good days with that. But anywho, um, love this show. Loved your stand up. That should be called One Hour Ab, really. Um, but I wanted to give a little shout out to Casey in Wisconsin. Um, you told him a joke last time, a couple podcasts ago, because he was feeling down. And now. Wait, what? Oh no, Lonnie! Oh no, Lonnie! You 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 got somehow you got cut off. Every now and then we get a voicemail. And it gets cut off, whether you have bad reception on your cell phone or you're, you're doing the old violin thing where you, you stick your, uh, your cell phone into the corner of your neck and it presses a button. So uh, definitely wanted to get your feedback about, because a, a few weeks ago, a guy phoned in, Casey, and he was feeling down, and he was feeling blue, which is something that happens to the best of us from time to time. And he asked for my advice or my thoughts on how to cope with feeling like blah, right? So I kind of laid it out there for him and shared some of my thoughts. And uh, I guess Lonnie here was kind of responding to all of that, my kind of back and forth with Casey on, on his, uh, him feeling down. But you got caught off, Lonnie, so what we'd like to do is, if you can, phone back and finish your thoughts. Because it sounded like you might have had some uh, advice for Casey or even some advice for me. I don't know. But if you hear this and if you uh, if you do get the chance to finish your phone call, call us back. Let us know what you were thinking. Sorry you got cut off. And we'll uh, play it. We want to hear what's on your mind. All right. All right. Enough there, uh, Scooby-Doo. And by the way, speaking of Scooby-Doo, I should probably answer the question from the other call. Uh, there was a couple of them. Uh, did I ever see the episode of Scooby-Doo with Don Knotts? Yes. And there wasn't just one. Don Knotts was like a regular character for a little while. Don Knotts was actually incorporated into the show for a little bit, maybe a season or two. So it wasn't just one episode, my friend. So I can't narrow it down, but I did see it when I was a kid. And then my favorite Friday the 13th movie was the first one, of course. Why? Because, you know, it was kind of the, uh, I was kind of privy to the shock and awe of that movie. Whenever something becomes a big franchise and, and you do a bunch of sequels, well, you kind of know what you're getting. But when I was a kid, you know, we went to, me and my buddies went to this unassuming movie called Friday the 13th. And you're like, okay, what's this about? And then you, you start watching the movie and it's a bunch of kids camping at a, at a beautiful lake. And you're like, all right, what's, how can this be scary? And then sure enough, man, just little by little, that movie unraveled and all of a sudden, you know, people started dying and there's, 
There's Jason Voorhees with a freaking goalie mask on and a machete and oh my god! And then the surprise ending when when uh, f- when Jason pops up out of the bottom of the lake and grabs the girl in the canoe and you know and you got to remember that was at a time when you know real like like slasher movies. We're just kind of getting going. Like I think Friday the Thirteenth was one of the first ones where teenagers, like me and my buddies, saw a movie where like people were getting their throats cut open and getting pickaxes in their faces and getting stabbed. And it was kind of the first time you really got to see like tons of blood and and all those special effects where where it looks like people are getting slid open and. Not that I love that stuff, but as a kid, it was you were just like kind of in, like I said, shock and awe. You're like, "Whoa, where is this coming from? I've never seen that before." So for that reason, a, I liked it because it was the first one. It broke a lot of barriers. It broke a lot of boundaries in the film industry. And secondly, I love it because it reminds me of time spent with my high school buddies. I remember my buddy Mark Schiffer. He was uh, he was one of my best friends in high school. I called him the Schiff. Mark Schiffer the Schiff. <laughs> great name, man. He was such a great guy. And then one day he got he met a girl and and uh, they they became like a couple and they got married and they went on. And almost about half a year after he started dating her, he was just out of my life. I have a feeling she whispered in her ear because I was a troublemaker back then, dudes. I was, I was, I was a naughty kid. I was a troublemaker, and so I, I think she probably, to her credit, was smart enough and say, "Hey, hey, Schiff, you might want to keep away from this one." And I was a wild child. It took me a few years to kind of realize I was a troublemaker, but once I once I got my act together and realized I was a troublemaker, I, I like cleaned up pretty good, man. I. I stopped being a troublemaker real fast, and you know, it's when you're a kid, you you have those defining moments, right? Where you 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 kind of wake up and you realize, oh, I'm not the best kid, or I stole something, or I, I wrecked some kid's bike, or I was mean to that girl, or I was mean to that guy. And as a kid, you don't know all the nuances of of being a human being yet. And so I was a troublemaker, but the ship was also a trouble. We were troublemakers together, man. We were like inseparable. We were like the, we were like the Hardy Boys, but the evil ones from hell, right? And then he met this beautiful girl, and I think she kind of saw all the good qualities in him, but probably saw that I was a bad influence on the ship, right? And I, so again, I don't blame her, but I do feel bad because. I lost like one of my best friends. Like we were like really tight. We we were like bonded, man. And I thought we'd be buddies till the end of time, you know, like for sure. And all of a sudden, he was just like he wouldn't even return my calls. He, I think she just said, "Nope, if you want to be with me, you get rid of him." And so I I don't have any bitterness. I don't begrudge them, but I sure do. I sure did miss the shift in my life, man. Oh, Chef, where are you, Chef? The Chef. I missed the Chef. So, anyways, Friday the Thirteenth. This is what happened. The Chef went to see Friday the Thirteenth without me, and we were buddies, and we loved all that stuff. And he was like, 
he came back. He's like, dude, you got to see this movie. Oh, my God. Friday the 13th. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. It's so and he was so like enamored with it. He loved the shift, loved Friday the 13th so much. He said, I'm going to go again with you. I think he just wanted to see my reaction. And so when we were sitting in the movie. Theater, we went back again. And in those days, as kids, we didn't have a lot of money. So he put out some extra bills to go see the same movie like a few days later. And I think half of them was watching the movie and half of them was watching me getting terrified. So uh, there you go. Good memories. Love the movie. Love my time with the Schiff. And uh, so that's why I'm always going to say Friday 13th, the original, is my go-to. Okay? And just for the record, too, I, I probably mentioned this before, but I actually did a voiceover. I did. I was one of the voices on a Scooby-Doo episode. Um, it was my favorite cartoon when I was a kid because I loved monsters. I loved. I loved ghosts. I found the other cartoons so boring, like the the, the Warner Brothers ones, or all ever, anyone ever did was try to like destroy each other, like they'd smash each other with a hammer or blow each other up or hit them with an anvil. And I was just like, this is so boring. It's the same joke time after time. But I loved monsters and aliens and ghosts and, and creatures. So I love Scooby-Doo. And I also loved that there was like a little bit of a, a mystery to un, unravel. You never knew who it was going to be, right? So uh, when I got to uh, do a voice on the Scooby-Doo show when I moved here to Hollywood, oh, my God. It was golden, man. I got because some, sometimes you do uh, voices and you just go into the sound booth alone. And sometimes you go in with the whole cast. And in this case, I was with the whole freaking cast. And I got to watch Casey Kasem, who was, he's dead now, but he was the original voice of Shaggy, Casey Kasem. And one of his famous catchphrases is, zoinks. Remember, Shaggy always used to go, zoinks. Zoinks, like, look out, Scoob. It's the minor 49er. So I got to be in the booth while Casey Kasem said, zoinks. And that just, that almost made my whole career. I don't think anything has made me happier than that moment. So thanks for the memories. And, uh, and there you go. Those are my answers to your probing questions. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. Yeah, it is strange stuff when you have a headline like this. Are you ready? Oh, boy. Man arrested for allegedly killing co-worker by forcing compressed air up his buttocks. What the hey-ho? All right, let's get into this, man. This happened over in Japan. They're into some wild stuff in Japan. You know, we always, we always think of the Japanese as so played and bowing and quiet and timid. But you, you, you see stories like this and you, you, you hear about some of the nutty sex stuff they're into. And it's, they're, they're, they're kinky, man. There's something going on with the Japanese folks, man. Uh, so here's the story. Japanese authorities arrested a man Saturday after another person died when he allegedly shot compressed air into their rectum as a prank. 
you know, because nothing's more funny. There's no funnier prank than, you know, the old cellophane over the toilet seat, the old bucket of water over the door jam, the old high-pressure air hose up your butthole. Yoshikiya Shawawara, 34, was arrested for the accidental killing of Aokio Isharuma, 46. The incident took place at a uh, uh, some kind of manufacturing plant, and the two were apparently fooling around on their break when they took the air compressor and injected a blast of air in between Ishimarara's buttocks. Yeah, fooling. There's a difference between fool, fooling around on a break is like, you know, maybe ruffling each other's hair. Maybe uh, you give a guy a noogie. Maybe you, you pull the chair out from under him and he falls down on the ground and you're fooling around. Maybe you're making paper airplanes. I don't know when a air compressor hose up the butt became fooling around. Ishamura began to feel ill minutes after the prank and was taken to the hospital where he later died. Yikes! Yusha reportedly admitted to committing the crime. Quote, it was a tragic accident, but not the first of its kind, the police said. The air compressor was pushed up against the anus over clothing, not directly into the cavity, and the release of the air into the body probably damaged the lungs, causing death. We are waiting for the results of an autopsy, which is still being scheduled. Oh, there's always those guys. You know those guys. We all know those guys that like to pray, think that, that, that your private parts, your genitalia, your, your private areas are up for grabs when it comes to, quote, fooling around. How, how many of you know that one guy that likes to, like, sneak up behind you and, like, smack you in the nuts, right? Or stick his hand in your butt crack or grab your bollies or, or you know, poke you with things in the, in, the, in the genitalia. Like, there's always, there's always these guys, right? I've known a few guys. They, they're just walking by and they whack you lightly in the nuts so that it hurts a little bit, but it doesn't cripple you. So this sounds like one of those guys who's like, hey, man, I think I'll, I'll jam some air into this guy, you know? Um, it says an, an incident of this nature isn't exactly unheard of in Japan. Oh, boy, be careful if you go to Japan. Apparently people are walking around with high-pressure air hoses waiting to stuff them in your anus. It says two men working at a waste disposal factory accidentally killed their co-worker after poking him in the buttocks with an air compressor in December 2017. They were both reportedly arrested on assault charges. In another incident, a Kyoto student died on January 1st after being poked in the rear with an air duster blower. Good Lord, somebody call Samuel L. Quauk. Sounds like something that fits into one of his lousy love stories. Do you mind, sir? Shut up! Get out of here! Japan's self-defense forces have also been a culprit of the prank. 
air compressor-inflicted injuries have sent several to the hospital with serious wounds. I got to tell you, man, if I got an air hose up the you-know-what hose, I don't think I'd want to live. I'd rather just go out. You know what? Kill me with your with your butt hose prank. I don't want to walk around the rest of my life like a crab that's been run over by a cement mixer because my legs don't work properly because you put a you put a hose in my buns. Good lord, talk about a blowjob. Um, so there you go. There's your crazy news story. Uh, what did we learn from this, folks? Go out and buy a cork. If you're going to Japan, get your favorite bottle of wine, open it, save the cork, and put it where the sun don't shine because apparently it gets really windy down there. Crazy news story. And on that note... I'd say we blow out of here, man. I'd say we we blow the hell out of here. Uh, we, we've had a long show, had an interesting show. <sighs> I don't know what's what's creepier, the, the air hose thing or Samuel E. Quelk's creepy love letters. Anyways, uh, that's it for today. Let's wrap it up. I don't think we can top that story, can we? Or bottom that story, as the case may be. Um, what can I tell you? Uh, no stand-up comedy gigs until September. And uh, that's going to happen up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Me and my buddy Tom Green are going to be up in uh, Calgary doing a show together on September 13, 14, 15 at the Blackfoot Inn in Calgary at the, at the Laugh Stop. And uh, it's going to be a blast, man. Me and Tom really have a good time together. going to be a great show. Go to harlandwilliams.com. Go on the stand-up comedy tour link and see if you can uh, get yourself a ticket. It might be sold out already. I don't know, but the tickets are going fast, man. Me and Tom. Hell yeah. Um, and then if you, uh, want to call me and leave one of your crazy, uh, barking voice messages, you can... Call the uh, Harland Highway Hotline, 323-739-4330. And if you don't remember that number, it is on the website at harlandwilliams.com. You can also write me there. There's a uh, contact link. And you can also go to our store and buy fun little gifts. There's little presents, T-shirts, DVDs, comedy specials, movies, all all Harland Williams-related stuff. Stuff that I've created and put out into the universe for you to enjoy. Um, what else? What else? What else? Uh, if you want to become a premium member, that's $20 for the year. You get every episode of The Highway we've ever done. Hello, $20. Dalo. Um, and if you want our free app for your phone, just go to your app store, type in The Harland Highway. And you get the uh, 50 latest episodes absolutely free. That's a lot of episodes. Uh, and 20 bucks gets you the whole collection. And uh, good, good times. So uh, there you go, Gurgle Blargans and Schnurgle Glargans. Uh, hope you're having a great summer. Hopefully Barbecue Eddie shows up again soon before the summer winds down. See if he's getting his barbecue on. And uh, that's it. Hope you're uh, you're having a fun time. Be safe. Be happy. Tell your friends to get on the Harlan Highway. And until next time.
chicken chow mein, baby. And of course, being blinded by the bees and the sucked out eye socket from the leaf blower and the swollen red meat dripping over your own face. <laughs> <laughs>